fills up our plates. Papa saying grace. Louisiana living sweet as sugar on the Welcome to the Story Table, brought to you by Providence Church in Lake Providence, Louisiana, where they want you to know that you are loved. Hello folks, this is Shelly. It's a beautiful evening here on the banks of Lake Providence, Louisiana. The wet weather that's been hanging around for a couple weeks has finally broken and we are so grateful. The beloved farmer hasn't made it in yet, but when he left at lunch, he was hoping that they would be able to find a dry spot to kick Harvest 2022 back off again. We'll see. Regardless, this family will continue to trust God You know, one of the greatest helps in present trials is remembering God's faithfulness to us in the past. So we'll continue to do just that. Right now, I've got something else on my mind. I know it's been a while since I've sat down to the story table to visit with you, and I'm sorry about that. But this isn't a catch-up episode. No, this is far more important. This one is outside the bounds of anything I generally address here. But I've become aware of something headed down the pike that is monumentally dangerous for our kids and grandkids. No exaggeration or storytelling there. I'm bringing it to you in the hopes that you will take action with me. We have until September the 12th to let our voices be heard. So what is it that's got me so stirred up that I had to run to the table and chat with y'all? Well, on July the 12th, 2022, when I was out on the lake playing with my grandkids, the U.S. Department of Education published in the Federal Register a notice of proposed rulemaking to rewrite the federal regulations that implement Title IX to expand the law's scope without congressional approval to include sexual orientation and gender identity. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot, but for the sake of this discussion, let's lay a foundation of what Title IX is before we get started. Just so we're all on the same page, Title IX of the Education Amendments was enacted by Congress in 1972 to eliminate discrimination based upon sex against girls and women in particular in education. It states, No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. This, my friends, was a good thing when Title IX was passed. Girls and women were facing high barriers to pursuing educational opportunities, particularly in higher education. Title IX, again, a good thing, was designed to remove those barriers and it represents 50 years of progress in education made by girls and women. But that Title IX has nothing whatsoever to do with the dangerous expansion that the U.S. Department of Education is trying to implement today. So let me just give you a few of the new regulations that they are proposing. And again, I'm going to mention this several times, but we have until September the 12th, 2022, to let our voices be heard about these new 
regulations. That will, for starters, create a new category of sex discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. This means the proposed regulations will dramatically expand what you can consider sexual harassment or discrimination. The regulations state that any policy or practice that prevents a student from participating in any education program or activity consistent with that person's gender identity can harm that child on the basis of sex and the regulations require schools to take prompt and effective action to stop any of this sex-based discrimination, including based on gender identity that occurs in its programs or activities. That means that school officials who treat children according to their biological sex, but not their gender identity, could be guilty of sex-based harassment. My friends, that comes with legal consequences. To prevent such violations, school districts will be forced to adopt policies requiring gender affirmation, instituting adherence to gender identity ideology, otherwise risk loss of federal funding and face the threat of legal action. It will make upholding biological reality a form of sex-based harassment. That means in place of sexual harassment, these regulations that are proposed would prohibit sex-based harassment by expanding that definition to a conduct that is much lower and more subjective than any that has been recognized by the U.S. Supreme Court. Under this lower standard, even innocent actions like using a child's given name and biologically accurate pronouns instead of a preferred name and pronouns can be considered and regarded and punished as sex-based harassment. These new regulations will create a head-on collision with parental rights. The proposed regulations will vastly increase the already widespread usurpation of parental authority that we are seeing. The proposed regulations would allow children, listen closely, to socially transition to a different gender at school without the parent's awareness, without the parent's involvement or permission. Socially transitioning these children involves life-altering decisions affecting the health and well-being of children. These school officials are not qualified to make, but they will be allowed to involve medical professionals to transition your child without your knowledge. The proposed regulations also dramatically expand Title IX's original reach to include sex-based harassment Get this, that occurs outside of school. Let me unpack that for you. That means if actions taken by parents at home result in a child being prevented from participating with the school's gender identity and transitioning steps that they're taking with the child, these parents could conceivably be found in violation. Furthermore, because the proposed regulations presume that preventing a student from participating in any program or activity consistent with their gender identity harms that child, the regulations would provide the basis for a report. Oh, I hope you're listening. 
The proposed regulations could provide the basis for a report being given to State Child Protective Services for parents who wish to uphold their biological reality of their children and any parent that refuses to allow school officials to endorse their child's discordant gender identity. So the Child Protective Services will be called on you. Finally, upon being notified of conduct that may constitute sex-based discrimination, the proposed regulations would require the Title IX coordinator to provide supportive measures to the children, including counseling without notification to the child's parents or parental consent. It is so much more here, but basically they will drive a wedge between you parents and your children, between your authority when these children need you the most. These new regulations will require schools to open up all their facilities based on gender identity, which of course means that girls and boys cannot have private restrooms, lockers, showers, etc. Our girls, our daughters, our grandchildren will have to surrender their right to privacy and be placed at increased risk for harassment or assault. Policies that require privacy facility usage to be based on how a child identifies instead of their sex has a powerful indoctrinating effect on our students by mandating that they suspend reality and affirm that children of one sex can, in fact, become the opposite. You will have no recourse against this. Values of sexual privacy and for biological reality that you hold would be contradicted by school officials who require that children accept the presence of an opposite sex in their restroom, locker room, or shower. Again, these rules will expand the sex-based harassment definition to give cover to schools adopting policies that compel children and staff contrary to their sincerely held religious beliefs or biological reality to refer to other students or employees as anything other than the sex of how they identify. It goes on and on and on, but I feel like I have made my point here, and I'm going to ask you to take action. So I'm going to give you a website called childparentrights.org. That's childparentrights.org, and I'll put it in the show notes where you can go and you can see a call to action. You can read more of the information that I've been sharing with you, and you can submit comments that by law have to be reviewed by the Department of Education before this is enacted. There are sample comment starters for you if you're not familiar or comfortable with how to participate and engage. There are all kinds of aids available to you on that website. I ask that you would make yourself familiar with these issues and involve yourself for the sake of our children and our grandchildren. Thank you for being with me at the story table today. I know it's a very serious conversation, but it's a very serious matter, serious times that we live in. So I'm going to speak a blessing over you. May the good Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. This is Shelley with Hugs for All.